stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Coming at you live on a Friday from DNH Community, beautiful South Pasadena, California. You know it. We're still either way, either day, any day, the Blue Heaven Podcast. Yay. Apparently, I'm rapping today. What is going on, Dodgers Nation? We are powered by the Overtime Podcast Network. I haven't thrown that in there for a while. And I am real FRG on Twitter and Instagram. That's right. And I am missing the run of show. So, uh, oh, you guys, know my name is are. Brooke. You can find me at, uh, what can you, where can you find me? I don't have the script in front of me, so I don't know. You can find <laughs> me at Brooke, me three on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I would prefer you don't because, uh, You've been Apparently, getting, you've been getting beat up. I've been I've been uh, setting people off left and right yeah. lately. So I would not recommend the follow, but unless you're bored, then I would. On today's show, we had a very special guest today that we will talk to you about, probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, first off, we broke some things. I feel like we broke some things. Oh, we broke a lot of things. Obviously, we were we were live on Monday, and things uh, were fine. They th- they seemed good. We were happy. And then the rotation is now falling apart. Yeah, we went from uh, having too many healthy starters to not having enough healthy starters yeah. very quickly. Very, very quickly. It was, it was, so we'll talk about that starting rotation, which is indeed falling apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I blame Brooke, I blame honestly. me too. Uh, we did, as he alluded to. We had a very special guest today, or we have, I guess, in a way. I mean, there's different points of have recording. Had. We've had uh we talked to Buster Olney, senior MLB insider over at the Espen. He's a nice guy, and now he's a friend of the show. Uh great conversation. So we mixed in a whole bunch of that, but there was gonna be the full conversation available on our YouTube channel probably Saturday morning. It's a good way to hellified way to start your day for one. I'm going to give myself a point there. A sublime reference. And uh it's a good way to preview the Astro series um coming up. We also, I, I, you know, I said in-depth playoff talk. I wouldn't call it in-depth, but we did talk a little bit about the playoffs, and it made me big, mad, and bit a bit. I guess more sad and angry. That's me. Usually. I don't. Yeah. yeah, I don't like realism. But um, tell the fine people here. In a roaring stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. What they should do next. <laughs> Guys, don't forget, I know it's Friday and we're never live on Fridays, but we are live today. We are it alive. is a live stream. Make sure you drop into the comments wherever you're watching from, whether it be over on Facebook or mm-hmm. YouTube or Periscope or things some people watch on Twitch or whatever it is. Wherever you're at, let us know where you're repping Dodgers Nation tonight. There are no Dodger games tonight. There are no Laker games tonight. There's like a Clipper game, whatever a Clipper is. I don't know what that is, but uh, apparently they're playing. But I know you guys aren't watching that, so... uh there's no excuse to not be here in the live show. There's no excuse. You can't go outside. There's the world's on fire. This is true. Literally there is, and figuratively. Right now, there is no excuse. Yeah. You have nothing else to do tonight except sit here and talk to us. Let's uh dig into the comments. Our boy Roach is on the stream. He says interview Peter Gammons, you cowards. You know, ran into old Pete at uh spring training, I think two years ago. Jessica for his autograph. He didn't, he didn't seem all that he didn't seem all that good. <laughs> it was two years ago. Love you, Peter Gammons. Not really. I don't know. I don't know him that well to love him. Uh, canole, can can owl. Anyways, Noel, I'm gonna go with that on YouTube. Uh, mm, wants to bring <laughs> chicken strip back, and uh, I just had some meat and cheese. So I'm not. Really, oh, the pitcher. I remember that guy. You remember? We used to have this guy on the show back in the days. It was Ross Tripp. Used to be our friend. Yeah, a nice kid, friend of the show. I miss him. Hope he's alive. Brian Alex over on YouTube brings up the bullpen's looking sketchy and that was something we started into last uh, on monday or tuesday tuesday oh crap this is a short week yeah we started into that on tuesday and then i kind of purposely didn't include kenley in that because we've gotten on kenley a lot over the years gather around children over the years we've learned a lot 
And a lot of the times it's... If you've watched the show often... I don't know if... I can't say we're being unfair to Kenley sometimes, but I didn't want to... You know, he had at that point had one bad outing. And then literally that night, he almost blew a, an extra inning lead. So I would say that we walk a fine line of being realistic, but not ex- like having too high of expectations for anything. I think Fair. we're pretty reasonable in what Fair. we want out of this team. I mean, obviously, we win a lot of ball games, so we, we, we have a high standard. But, yeah, that's whatever. We're not mean sometimes. Tati on uh, Periscope over here says, kept the stash. Intriguing. More to come. You got to tune in for the next show to or find all, out. Just all of them. Just or never just every show that we've ever done in the history of ever. Katie says, happy Smoky Friday, y'all. You know, it's real bad around here. Real bad around everywhere. You know, in in, Cal- in the world. I'm just going to go there. I'm just going to go blanket statement. The world. Yeah. Things are bad. But at least we have beer. And at least Brooke still has his mustache. For now. Dun- oh, um, um, I have the button. It's never good when you go outside and then you come back inside smelling like a campfire and you're not camping. It's always bad. I've yeah, I, I thought I because I have a bonfire pit at my house and I was like, did I did I leave it on overnight because I didn't even turn it on last night? Because it's pretty why bad. Would I? There's a lot of smoke. Things are on fire. It's uh, hot, etc. A few people we got a sailed loaner saying a clipper is a type of boat, right? Right. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was like. Something you might one Hair might clippers. use to trim their mustache or something, you know. Oh, it all ties together. <laughs> all right, let's get into the good stuff. Uh, appreciate the comments. We're going to keep going up, up in the comments here. Enrique wants us to uh, wants them to call up uh, Josiah Gray. It's a good idea. It might uh, might it might be the thing. Katie asks, "Are we worried about the Padres' hot streak?" No, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, I'm gonna call that Brook face. Yeah. So again, we messed things up. Uh, we didn't. We we intentionally left out Kenley when talking bad about the bullpen, and then things didn't work. So Kenley's kind of on that list for us. I think when we talk bad about him, he does well just to make us look stupid. Oh, he's really we, good at that. Yeah, we have he's that. Really power. good at that. We we apparently finally accrued enough points to have that power with Austin Barnes. Because he worked, but we stopped talking crap about him. Take credit for us. Hell, if anything, I was a proponent for him to play second base because everybody else was struggling so bad. We were talking crap about Gavin Lux, and the second time was a charm. He went and dropped a two-home run night, much to the chagrin of Mustache Me 3 over here. I I want people to do well. (laughs) And the only way he can inspire is by shit-talking. I mean, they're not going to listen to me if I'm just over here like, yay, go you. Everybody does that. (laughs) Not Homer. Oh shit! What did you get here? Right. <laughs> That's me not listening yeah, to him. Yeah, I got you. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to say that Kenley got docked, and I, I'm aware of the fact that it is a bad expression. But when you read it, is D O C apostrophe D? Wait, let me read that. Yeah, Roberts. He got Dave Roberts. Where we had literally talking we were literally that day talking about how roberts hadn't really extended kenley that much he hadn't thrown that many pitches he hadn't done any up and downs and we hope to keep it that way because usually when he does when kenley gets out there and and has to throw too much things go bad things uh, end up pretty bad for, for kenley and he did his first up and down that day he's a guy who's already talked about struggling with the lack of fans and and the the lack of of uh you know uh, adrenaline and motivation and and all that kind of stuff and it, and it showed immediately. He threw the most pitches, and he threw well at thirty-one pitches. He mercifully did eventually close out the game, but it was bad. And I don't. Uh, Kenley is not at a point in his career anymore where he should be doing up and downs and all that. But I don't even think Kenley or the bullpen right now are the worst part. The 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 thing um, that Dodger fans should be worried about because the bullpen or the rotation fall uh, fell apart. And it did so like subsequent, like days as we, what, two, three days after we talked about, all right, the bullpen or the rotation is coming into the picture here. It's coming into clarity for October. I mean, then, Walker got one start after we talked crap, right? Or, yeah, yeah. That was, that was we, did a, we did a we, Tuesday pregame. We praised him in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right? Fast forward. Just a few, a few short days. Three uh, hours later. I mean, you're you're looking at it, and first of all, Walker Bueller with the with the blister. That's an important thing because that's not just mm-hmm. that's not really something Damn. that you can predict what's going to happen no. with it. It's not like a 
hey, like I had a sore quad, like that's all it was. I overstretched or overextended, whatever it is. It's like uh, this might go away. This might not go away. Who knows? It, maybe you, maybe I'll be good. Maybe I'll be out for the rest of the season. You never know. Um, yeah. So that's one thing. Dustin May got his foot exploded by a line drive. Uh, it sounded like he wanted to stay in. It seemed mm-hmm. like he wanted to stay in the game, in, mm-hmm. uh, hoping for precautionary reasons. But also they said that the x-rays were inconclusive, which is never a good way to describe something. Always uh, kind of a little bit scary. I know, uh, I think it was Chris Taylor at, in Boston when he got hit in the arm or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And they were like, we couldn't tell from the x-rays that there was a <clears throat> fracture because they have a crappy x-ray machine. Hopefully yeah. it's not something like that. But... They are describing as inconclusive. There is supposed to be more testing going on today and tomorrow. But it's an off day, so we'll we don't know. know. Yeah, we'll not know eventually, but we're not going to know right now. So keep holding your breath on that one. Then, <laughs> on top of that, they also uh, decided don't, – don't actually hold your breath. You're fine. <laughs> uh, they decided that they're just going to, you know, throw Tony Gonsolin out last night and uh, just ride him into the ground, yep. and that's what he did. For some reason, Victor Gonzalez only went one, one inning. For some – I don't – I'm not going to talk about that because I don't understand that move too much. Now it leaves us in a weird spot. Yes. Now we have a starting pitcher for Saturday. Or yes. Like a guaranteed starting pitcher for Saturday. We don't have. And he's been rough. That We'll get to that. We don't have a starting pitcher for Sunday. Dave Roberts has, and this is where I question it because Dave Roberts is saying I would prefer not to call somebody up. The move will probably be a bullpen game. It depends on how Saturday goes, but it'll probably be a bullpen game. It's a weird way to plan for it, given the fact that Julio has not gotten out of the fifth inning very often this year. I think twice this year. And a few times he hasn't gotten out of the third inning. So if you're planning on that, it's kind of, uh, you're kind of rolling the dice on back-to-back bullpen games almost. Yeah, because you well, you, you really, you hope, you put hope in one hand and see what happens with Urias um, getting you more than three or four innings, but chances are history shows this year he's not going to do better than that. He's not going to get you. He's not going to get into that sixth or seventh inning if you don't have that guy. You're going to start burning through the pen, and if you're going to do a bullpen game the next day, it's not a. It's not a. You're not going to have a good time. They they threw wood on Thursday, so he couldn't, and he's not stretched out at all. You threw Gonsolin for five, so he's out of it, and he was already almost like teetering on it because for some reason, like Doc was saying, he's kind of available out of the bullpen. But I think that right. was more of a ploy, of course, just because they were not sure what was going to be up with uh, the the Bueller blister. But Mitch White is a guy who's on the roster. Uh, talking about JoJo Gray, I don't see the JoJo happening just because. Uh, he's not on the 40-man, and I don't think they start his clock this year. Why? When it's one game. That one game is against Houston, so maybe that plays up, but the Dodgers claim they don't care. Yeah, whatever. I mean, you already got the Mitch White uh, thing going on, so, I I mean, if it's going to be somebody, if it's going to be somebody, it's probably going to be Mitch White called up. (sighs) Um, I mean, if they're still planning on running the bullpen game, though, keep in mind, the bullpen since last Friday has been responsible for more than 30 innings since last Friday. And they had Monday off and they had today yeah. off. Like in an entire week, third, it would be like, all right, 30 innings. But no, we're not talking about an no. entire week. We're talking about less than a week. So mm-hmm. with that in mind, Dave Roberts, as we mentioned last week, has also been going to the same familiar faces over and over and over again. And so that's yeah. why when I hear bullpen game, I'm like, crap, this is not going to be good for the last th- two and a half weeks of the season that we have left. You're trying to ramp up to the playoffs. You're trying to get guys yeah. who need breaks, breaks right now. It's it's a really bad timing for all of this to be happening. Add in the fact that when Walker Bueller comes back and if Dustin May needs some time off when he comes back, Maybe one start left to ramp up to the playoffs, and that's mm-hmm. it. Maybe. I mean, you might consider throwing Walker out of the bullpen once or twice just to get him in there, but still, I mean, <clears throat> this is rough. Yeah, but got to keep in mind that the first round is going to be weird. It's a three-game series, so that can go any any which way, and they're almost – I mean, playoffs are almost always based on what the rotation does. Right. So if you have Kershaw, and we're not going to get into playoff Kershaw, we're not going to do that. But if you have Kershaw and Urias, and you don't even know if you're going to have May, or it's Kershaw and Gonsolin or whatever, and you don't know if you need to play in game all of a sudden, or if you need to hit a certain point where, um, you know, you need to win that final game because you know, don't look now. The Padres are right on our tails. I'm probably we could maybe in a little bit <laughs> take uh, 
take some blame for that in our, our trolling ways. You know, and whatever. It makes it fun, you know. Last year, they the Dodgers clinched like yesterday or something like that on, on the 10th of right. September. So the rest of it's boring. So might as well have a little bit of fun. I mean, 2018 season, that last month was fun. They had a fight for it. They played 163. I've never enjoyed baseball. <laughs> but it's it's tough. So now, again, you, you don't have Bueller. And that's really the big key because that is your, your anchor guy. If you're able to throw Kershaw out in game one, which they likely would have done, you're able to throw Kershaw out in game one in a, in a playoff game, and then you could, you could sneak Bueller in as your two, that's impressive. But now you don't have two, and he, he's barely – he's one game this year has thrown more than 90 pitches, and I have a problem with that. And I'm pretty sure he has a problem with that. And I wish he would stop doing this thing where he decides to not throw and to not pitch or not do things in the offseason or whatever it is because then everything is just like him trying to figure it out and hopefully it buttons up or it zippers itself up by the end of the – the, the regular season, and he can have a killer postseason. He's got to stop doing that. He, he said he barely threw during the shutdown. And here we are. He's thrown one game with 92 pitches. That was his max. That was like a month ago. He missed, you know, a week with a blister, and now he's going to miss another week plus with a blister. So it's weird. It's, it's um, not ideal. It's far from ideal being less than three weeks away from the playoffs. So we asked a new friend of the show, Mr. ESPN MLB insider Buster Mr. only ESPN. <laughs> Mr. ESPN Buster only which Brooke uh, determined earlier is our most famous guest on the show just by followers he has most, like a bajillion followers followers on. wise he yeah. has like two million followers on Twitter which I did don't. not know you also I, you also don't. I don't yeah. by the way if you guys want to help me get there uh, <clears throat> you can't you cannot, no for way. sure. Unless you get more of them hot, hot, bad uh, Clevenger takes, and yeah. So we asked Buster his thoughts on the loss of Bueller in particular, and this is what Mr. Uh, Bobbert Stansbury only the third had to say. It, it's a, there's no question it's a concern uh, because I, I think as we projected the Dodgers, especially going into a postseason, you thought, okay, you're going to have Walker Bueller effectively the number one guy. You know, Clayton probably at number two. Uh, and then you see who else will fill it around. Well, even if if Walker comes back at this point and, and you know is able to to deal with the the blister issue, he probably isn't going to be a hundred percent. He's never going to be in 2020 in all likelihood that guy who's can you know dominate into the seventh inning. There's just not enough time. You're running out of days in the calendar for him to do that. And you guys have seen pitchers with blister issues. They they can. In some cases, they can go away, and sometimes they can really linger, which is why it wasn't a surprise the Dodgers, you know, given the fact they've got the lead in the National League West, they got a little bit of time to deal with it. But uh, if you're one of the other teams in the National League and you're hoping to see some cracks in the Dodgers, this potentially is one of those cracks, the fact that Walker Buehler probably is not going to be as good as he can typically be. Yeah, I'm getting those uh, Rich Hill blister mm-hmm. uh, flashbacks, and that's not good when you're a Dodger fan. <laughs> right, that's, right, that brings exactly. up bad memories. So he's not. He's never going to be the guy that throws you seven innings. He's not going to be that workhorse in October Me that neither. the Dodgers need. Oh, <laughs> you not. You will not be our workhorse. Yeah, I'm allergic to hard work. Remember, <laughs> trust. No assessment, analysis, thoughts no. besides the Rich, uh, Rich Hill blister. I don't want to think about the Rich Hill Blister thing. No, I mean, realistically, you're looking at it. I mean, if you're looking at the last two seasons, obviously this is a little little bit of a outlier season. It's a little mm-hmm. strange. You know, it's kind of hard to judge on such a short ramp. I mean, Walker's not going to get that many starts as it is, even if he was yep. healthy all the way through. But last year, Walker wasn't great. He wasn't great during the regular season. He wasn't great going into the postseason. He's just, very good. But not great. He's yeah. good, yeah. I mean, he's good. He's a good. He's a good pitcher. But he wasn't the dude that was like going into playoff games and like shutting it down, or going into big situations and shutting it down. Mm-hmm. 2019, he looks a little wild, a little weird at times. I mm-hmm. mean, going into this year, he was my favorite for a Cy Young candidate, and he even people. when he was healthy this year, even at the his healthiest points, whenever that might have been, he didn't look like that. I mean, he was pumping 100 miles an hour. Sure, that's great and all, but. Mm-hmm. You know he's throwing a lot of pitches. He's missing the zone a lot. He's uh, he's got that like 
I don't know why it seems to be a thing among the young Dodgers pitchers where they just seem to not be attacking the zone with the incredible stuff that they have this year. Yeah. You hear Doc kind of over and over again and being like, they got to attack the zone, they got to attack the zone, they got to attack the zone. Seems like something that's happened to him. Throwing a lot of pitches early in games. He really gets to you after a while. I still think that he's the guy in the playoffs. I still think that he's the guy that I would hand the ball. Like, if you're lining up all the Dodgers that we have right now, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if they're healthy or not. Like, everybody, let's say everybody's at peak health. I'm still looking at Walker Buehler, and I'm like, give that guy the ball. More than anybody else in a big yeah. spot, I'm saying give that guy the ball. Yeah, we know he can BD up any uh, time when when the, the situation arises. Um for all we know, he could be one of those guys that's struggling without the fans as well, and it just—I yeah. mean, I, that didn't cause the blister, obviously. But fans usually give him lotion, and they, they weren't there. Yeah, for they that. put the lotion in the basket. Yeah, yeah exactly. they use some of that uh, Rip Fix hashtag Rip Fix. There, I finally three years later, and yeah, we got our sponsorship back. <laughs> ha, uh, properly hot. I have so much Rip Fix at my house. I still haven't got through the first one. My hands, you know, I don't work on cars much anymore, so I don't need it. Anyway, before we get into the next uh, point of it, let's dig into a few comments. Um, yeah, we got some comments to catch up on. We got we got people being mad about not trading. In fact, trade. I mean, we talked about this earlier today. Like, you you kind of get this feeling. Ross Tripling is looking at at the, the rotation falling apart, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, like that's what you guys get." But like in the nicest way possible, because he's a super nice guy. Because it's Ross. But yeah, this is usually that time where Ross would just plug in and kind of take care of that. But no, that'd be nice to him. And allegedly, you never know how that really turned out. We'll find out probably in the off season. But Francisco on YouTube says Dodgers should have revisited an Angels trade, maybe for Dylan Bundy. I was never high on him. <laughs> Uh, whatever he's doing is not real. AJ Valenzuela on YouTube says, is Russell Martin still a free agent? Boom, you fixed your bullpen. You added a third catcher. Why not? Dan wants Ross to come out of the bullpen for Sunday. I don't think that's possible. we got to check the rule book. Maybe they changed something. Like on... the double team thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah sometimes you just got to double team him. We got uh, we, we got our boy uh, El Cariza saying uh, Russ Martin for bullpen day. So we can go and let me get him on the on the horn real quick. Uh, Francisco over and <laughs> said the Dodgers should have revisited an Angels trade. I said that one. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that one. Uh-huh. But you did that a lot of people are really, about. really yeah. upset about the fact that we didn't make trades for guys, and that was something that we had talked about before was going into, I don't know, Monday? Let's just mm-hmm. say Monday. Going into Monday, you kind of look back at it, and you felt good about the Dodgers making the moves that they did. You're like, Tuesday, hey, but yeah, he felt they, great. Didn't go after, <laughs> they didn't go after Lance Lynn, and that's fine because they wanted a lot for him. Mm-hmm. They didn't go after Clevenger, and that's fine because mm-hmm. he's not as good of a pitcher as Padres fan thinks he is. They didn't uh, <laughs> trade away ridiculously from their depth in terms of uh, outward potential and uh, forward future prospects and things like that. They traded away Ross Stripling, which if you're looking at everybody, you're either going to trade away Ross Stripling or Alex Wood, and personally would have traded Alex Wood, but you could probably get a lot more back for Ross Stripling, and that's what they did. They got a really good prospect out of that and some other guy. <laughs> so when you're looking at that on Monday, you're like, wow, you know, they did a great job. You know, uh, I trust Andrew for you in my life. I think he's always done the right thing. He always build makes the right statue. decision. Build the statue out front now. I still <laughs> want to build the statue, Andrew. Don't worry about it. Then Tuesday rolls around. And Walker Buehler goes down with uh, the blister. And arguably, the argument could be made. Dave wouldn't answer this question because I don't think he knew how to answer this question. But it was like, hey, let's say that you didn't put Walker Buehler on the injured list. And you planned to do it on Friday, but you just hadn't done it yet. And then Dustin May gets hurt. Do you still put Walker Buehler on the injured list? Couldn't really answer it. Yeah. I understand why he couldn't really answer it. But the general consensus is that if he had to pitch, he probably could have pitched. Walker Buehler probably could have still pitched. But it's just a safe bet to say, hey, let's keep him down. Let's keep him fresh. Let's let that heal up completely. That way, when October comes around, he can throw seven innings if he can get that far into a game. So... It is a weird time right now, and there's understandable frustration on your guys' part. I can see a lot of it inside in these comments, um, <laughs> but also know that there's a plan, there's a way forward. One, the Padres are on our butt. They are on our butt. It's going to be one start ultimately, but we're like right now and managing it. Bueller can be back if they barely. Honestly, I, I'm I feel that Bueller probably should have been throwing more just because you saw that blister. It did not. It, it's crunchy. It's dry. It's cracky. It's not healing. Yeah. That's learning to pitch through it. So the fact that they they did IL him, 
it's a little sus. I I would not have done that personally as uh the the general manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, I also would have just turned off fair trades and went and picked up some more good starters, but he in my he needs to throw more to get used to it. The velo was there. He clearly wasn't struggling with that. Plus he had Bueller had that bad inning where Gavin Lux did that thing where like you can really see the times where he's bad or shaky on defense. Like he like five stepped a, a, a you know a double clutch and threw it way wide of or way in on the baseline. Uh, you know past Max Muncie and it just did not look very good. Uh, he had some bad luck. Ball hit the the third base bag and all that. It wasn't as bad as it looked, but then he ended up throwing a lot of pitches and he didn't rebound very well and all that kind of stuff. But it's if we want something to complain about right now, this is what we have. This is it's a fear that the 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 window, like Buster said, the window is getting smaller for him to be able to be ramped up, and the only way he can ramp up is to throw. They put him on the IL. He can't throw. Uh, that's, that's the way it goes. Back that's true. You're studio. right about that. It's good. Good job, bud. <laughs> but, um, taking a more high level view at this team, they don't look good right now. There's a lot of pieces that don't look exceptionally good. And, uh, if you're feeling that way, trust that you are not alone, <laughs> that the Dodgers don't look like, sure, by the record, they're the best team in baseball, but they're not actually the best team in baseball. Right. Um, it's kind of, uh, funny, I guess air quote how that works but um we we did talk to uh, our buddy buster about that and uh he's kind of feeling that way as well but he, he's a little bit more hopeful about the team so let's get buster only's thoughts t-h-o-t on the dodgers right now what's your overall assessment of this team right now looking at the last three weeks of the season that it is amazing that you know we we're talking about them just a, a week ago on being these uh, unbelievable record type trajectories that you know will never be fulfilled because it's a 60 game season instead of 162 but i did sports center last week and we were talking about them being on a pace for 123 wins and 420 run differential and they still have the best run differential in baseball you know at a plus 98 and yet and you guys watch it play out every day they're not really hitting in all cylinders like you watch the games and you're like as you said cody bellinger's not doing great matt muncie max muncie is not really taken off. Um, they do have guys in their lineup where you could see them getting hot, uh, but they will go into the postseason as the prohibitive favorite. You know, I, I, there's, I, there's no question about that. Um, because of the level of talent, because of uh, I, I, you know, the addition of Mookie Betts, and I think, you know, I, I, I bet you if you're in the minds of other National League teams and you're hoping to be that team that knocks off the Dodgers, it's probably going to come down to you know one of the the first two rounds where your better chance to beat the Dodgers is going to be in a best of three or best of five because in those extended series you really feel like that the you know their collection of talent will manifest so sort of mixed there like there was parts where he's trying to make us feel good and then there's the other parts where we definitely don't feel good and we start to worry um my right. big thing, my big thing was wondering, like we already sort of alluded to, did did we was there a little bit of hubris involved here with us? Um, so having so much fun trolling the Padres, yeah, I mean, uh, and talking about how much better the Dodgers are to be here, is is it our fault? Did we give him a blister? I would say that we have more power than we know sometimes, uh, and that goes for all of you in the comments. I think. You sometimes, guys, sometimes we say stuff and do stuff on this show that uh, comes back to bite us. But that's what makes it sometimes. Fun. Sometimes it comes back in a good way. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes we talk. I mean, good we bites. we collectively, as a show between us two and all of you in the comments below, below, we have talked enough crap on Austin Barnes to make him a good baseball player. And I think there's something to be said about that. And we appreciate you for that. Sometimes, though. <laughs> Sometimes the universe works against you, and oh, sometimes yeah. the universe does not appreciate the hubris. Sometimes you are wrong, and we and things happen, and the baseball gods have to prove to you that you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what's happening right here. I think here's the deal. I think the baseball gods want us to know that the Padres are legitimate. 
because we for a little bit we've been looking at him in the rearview mirror and we're like squinting at it like is that the cops is that not the cops you know that kind of thing you know where they're far enough or like yeah. is that just a ford explorer is that an a-hole just driving a ford explorer is that what's happening you yeah. don't know sometimes you're like oh, maybe maybe not now it's like the t-rex in uh Jurassic park where it's in the rearview mirror it's right there and you're like holy crap it's right behind us holy crap they're right behind us if they win tonight they're three games back that is a lot closer than i thought they would ever be at any point during the season even if like five Dodgers players died like I, I did not think they would be at that close at yeah. any point so with that in mind um we are sorry we did this this is on us on Periscope David Gonzalez brings up a fantastic point uh who isn't scared every time the Dodgers go into the playoffs Hashtag That's a good point. Anxiety in full effect. Because uh, we went into the playoffs last time against the freaking Nationals, who were uh, not a good seeded pl- team. I did not like that, though. You know I didn't like that. I know that. you didn't like that. Never you said this is bad, and I was like, oh, I, we're good. I told we Ross good. Stripling, you guys should not should not go into this series not being scared. And he's like, oh, that's a good question. That's good. That's <laughs> a great, wow, great question. Man. <laughs> but the Padres are there, and – Again, uh, like we said on Tuesday, a lot of that uh, Padres stuff we said, a lot of the Padres trolling was done for the sake of trolling. A lot of it is also, you know, it was a good mix in there of trolling and real feels. But now they're right here. They are close. They are a very good team. They they are a little bit ahead of where I thought they would be. Yep. But this 60-game this, uh, season helps pull that closer. Because they're definitely benefiting yeah. from that right now. But the, plus the fact that you wouldn't have expected them to go all in. You also wouldn't, for them, have expected Kirby Yates to, to be crap and then end up dead. And then with injury. Not, he's, he's alive. He's, they're all alive and very well. Every time we say anybody's dead on the show, we don't mean they're dead. Just they're, injuries or they suck. I took care of all of our, uh, all of our lawsuit yeah, implications that. there. But... And then they go and trade for almost like an entire bullpen, and now uh, the Padres are good. And notably, uh, Buster does like them Padres. In fact, maybe he likes them a little too much more with our friend Buster only. The biggest threat to Los Angeles early in October. The Padres. Uh, look, I mean, the standings say that. The numbers say that. The Dodgers are number one in run differential as we speak. The Padres are two. Uh, you know, the Padres upgrades, turning over basically a third of their roster at the deadline to to hone, you know, to get a Mike Clevenger who can beat a good lineup on a given day, that draws them closer. Um, and on top of that, it, it's almost certain that if the Dodgers and Padres play, it is going to be in the best of five division series. And that, you know, potentially is something if you're the, as we talked about before, if you're the Padres, you like the fact that you're catching the Dodgers in a series that's not extended. And let's face it. You know, they, they certainly have the talent um, to, you know, if, if a Tatis Jr., a Machado, one of those guys gets hot and you you pull out a game, you know, maybe you, you beat Clayton Kershaw uh, and win a matchup maybe you didn't think you are going to, then in a five-game series, anything can happen. And in a three-game series, anything can happen, but the, we wouldn't face the Padres in a three-game series unless they really went bad. Quickly. They would have to go very bad. But I will say that in a five-game series, uh, I don't know, man. They're, I feel they, a little they're, bit better. But... I feel slightly better. I feel better than a three-game series uh-huh. for sure. I mean, if you're if you're giving – honestly, at this point, if you're giving me a head-to-head with the Padres in a three-game series, I'm telling you that the Padres walk away with that game or walk away with that series. Mm-hmm. It'll go three games. I think it'll go three games. I hope it would go three games. But, man, they are uh, they're nasty. <laughs> five-game series, a little different. Uh, I feel better. But also, mm-hmm. they're still a little bit dangerous. Like he, like Buster said, you catch anybody on a hot streak, and they're going to beat you. It's just going to happen. Um, I will argue, though, to count to counter Buster, the expert, the two million follower expert, yeah. to counter him. Mm-hmm. I would argue that the Padres are currently on a hot streak. They are playing the best yes. baseball that they will play. They will never play better baseball than they're playing right now. So, I feel okay in that sense. Because it happens in any given year, 162-game season especially. You're going to hit streaks where you're really good. You're going to hit streaks where you're really bad. As we found out with the Nationals, it's all about timing. All all that matters is that you go into October red hot, and any team that goes into October red hot can find a way to win the World Series because the Nationals sucked at the beginning of the year. Thank you. Wait. There you go. 
couple comments here. We have people. I had saw one. I was trying to find it, but I couldn't find it. But people being like, "Why are uh, why are we being so worried?" Well, because we are. I don't care bit. about anything. Well, I mean, yeah, that's you. You do you, boo. Yeah. Um, I saw a couple more. Let's dig into comments. You 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 find some comments. I'm uh, Hunter comments. is agreeing with me, so I, I'm gonna only call on Hunter from now on. <laughs> Hunter says, <"That's> an "Excellent <laughs> point. Padres can't maintain this level of play in three weeks' time." It's it yeah. would be it would be a lot to ask the Padres who are not in terms of depth don't have the depth to mirror the Dodgers um, especially in pitching mm-hmm. it would be a lot to ask them to maintain this through the regular season and into the playoffs against high level teams don't forget they're also playing some pretty low level teams uh, mixed in there the AL West in particular is yeah. absolute dog they're bad the AL West is bad so with that in mind yes Hunter. It would be a lot for them to do that. They could. They very well could, but I do not think that they will. While the Padres are on their huge, their their best hot streak, potentially, of the season, you don't know how long that's going to go. The Dodgers are also at their lowest point in terms of Perfect. injuries. You've had JT out now for a little while. He they, There was points where they might try to activate him this weekend, but that would be a panic move, and you don't want to have a barking hamstring when it comes to October play. Um, you're down a Bueller. You you had your second worst start of the season from Kirsch, who oddly, as the Dodgers get get kind of cute, uh, oddly threw to Will Smith for the first time, and and there's no correlation, obviously, even though Will Smith has a or Kershaw has a a full run ish higher career ERA throwing to or catcher's ERA throwing to to Smith than he does to to uh, Austin Barnes. Uh, there was that chatter last year about them potentially not seeing eye to eye all that often, but it wasn't going to have them, you know, go out and throw a huge stinker based on just that catcher. But the, yeah, this is hopefully, it feels like this is going to be the lowest point of the season for the Dodgers in terms of injuries, in terms of just not playing well. You still have, you know, Cody was going through that, that kind of hot streak and now he's not Max is kind of just getting on base and figuring things out and getting kicked out, yelling at umpires and all that. So good job on Max right there because that was a money move. Um, we'll get more on Cody there, but I, I kind of want to focus in a bit on on the idea of getting cute. So if if Doc throwing Kershaw to Will Smith for the first time this year, while he's sort of in the hunt for a Cy Young, um, if I can identify that as kind of getting cute move, why Mookie at second base? I mean, we know why, but why Mookie at second base? I don't know. Uh, Eric is in the stream, by the way. Oh, so. I remember that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, be ready. He also says Gavin told told him to tell me hi. <laughs> My good friend Gavin Lux, everybody. Uh, Best friend. I don't know. <sighs> Man, we talked to Buster about this one because I, I was like, he's got to have an opinion on this. Mm-hmm. He likes baseball or something like that. And I didn't cut that. You don't. Here's here's the thing. You have enough guys on your team that can play second base very well or well enough. Mm-hmm. Putting Mookie Betts there, there are very few scenarios that you're going to find yourself in the playoffs where you would say, hey, we might need to put Mookie in at second base. There are very few. Admittedly, there are some. Like, it, it, There's possibilities. You go deep into extra innings. You know, I mean, who yeah. knows? Who knows? You're trying to get mixed yeah, Jock Peterson in, whatever you have to do. Sure, I don't there's know. a possibility where they can go like you, cardboard cutout, we need you in the game tonight. Exactly. I mean, you're looking at, if you're looking at a scenario like that, you got a three hundred fifty million dollar man. I, I would much rather you say like, Hey, Bruce Dar, second base dog. <laughs> get get your butt get your butt out there. We're, then, we're doing it, dog. And then you put a mango there. Yeah, yeah. you put a mango yeah. out there, solid bro. He loves mangoes. I don't like that they are I mean, Buster called it getting cute. I think that's I think that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Uh like I said, I would argue that Mookie absolutely plays a better second base than Jock Peterson plays a better first base. I would absolutely argue with that. But it's not necessary. There's no need to do it. it no. It's it's a it seems like a pretty big risk to me. It's almost like a letting Mariano play outfield type of risk. Like and we all know how that went. I hate it. I don't like it. I don't like changing up things that leave room for injury. When he was ranging to his left and then slipped and fell, if he had like rolled an ankle there yeah. or at worst tweaked a knee, like can you imagine the backlash that would come for that if Mookie Betts hadn't missed the postseason because you wanted to try him out at second base to see just in case you needed him come playoff time? Yeah, there's you would need to stretch really far to find that scenario where he's going to play there. 
sure, maybe they're they lost a player or something like that, so they're going like four on the infield and two in the outfield or five in the infield, two in the outfield, something like that. Right. It it was uh it was a getting cute move. Buster had pointed out that he had uh people from around the league like being like, What's up with this? Um Mookie Betts is one of the best right fielders possibly to ever play the game, and that's in the words of Mr. Olney. It didn't make sense, and this looks like another one of those things where when Salty Dave was born, um, you know, eventually he, he, he caved and let Mookie bat leadoff exclusively uh, whenever he actually was in the lineup, and it seemed like he was told by Mookie, hey, I want to be the everyday leadoff guy. You're going to do this. And, you know, Dave mentioned that Mookie was a guy who said, hey, I want to play some second base. So I think uh, we've kind of talked around it a little bit. I think uh, Mookie's the only type of guy that – or the only player on the team that can sort of persuade Dave the way he does. Well, Mookie says goes, man. I mean, if if you're giving that guy that much money, he's going to – I mean, he's like the LeBron of the team, dude. Like, if if he's your biggest name on the team – you do what he says, and he says goes, and uh, that's what he said. So if Mookie comes to you and says he wants to play second base, I mean, Doc's going to let him play second base. It is what it is. I hope, really hoping that was a one-time deal. It'll mm-hmm. probably happen again, and I'll probably be pretty upset about it, but I'm hoping that was it. I'm really hoping that was it. I mean, in my mind, the bet, the absolute most that you need to do, if you're talking about worst-case scenario for playoffs, like if the most that you need to do is have him take ground balls at second base – before every game, which, which he does. does. So everybody relax. Put Mookie back in right field. Get Kike, I don't know, infield, wherever you feel like putting him for the day. We Doesn't talked matter. about this, uh, and, and even Buster kind of talked about it. You got Gavin Lux. You got Kike. You got Chris Taylor. You got Max Muncy. You got Austin Barnes. You got enough dudes that can play second. You don't need to bother with this. Janet. On that note, Janet says, uh, Mookie at shortstop. I'm all in. Let's just do it. <laughs> Uh, Eric wants to know who bats leadoff on our team, me or you. And we Him. both slap dick prospect yeah. bats leadoff when we play. He also, uh, Eric wants to try me at first base since I think I can field. Uh, think? No, bruv. And I'm a damn good first baseman. I He's a pretty digs. good first baseman. He can move. Uh, I mean, like vertically. I'm good at receiving the ball from players throwing to me and make the good outs the best outs tremendous outs everybody tells me chris says anything is better than jock peterson at first base come in here brother we need a hug anything is better than jock at first base i love jock on our show earlier this offseason earlier in the offseason or late in the offseason i should say basically was like oof those are bad times even he was like don't put me at first dude yeah so that's I guess that's kind of the the Mookie uh, the Mookie thing there, yeah. Other things, the, the double catchers in the lineup seemed a little off. New three hole hitter daily because uh, which proves we really need Justin Turner. But it kind of shows right now something that you uh, brought up and something a lot of people are talking about. Cody Bellinger is not good again. I don't know what the numbers are over his last, last X amount of games because I didn't get them, so we're going to kind of do that as we just sort of words along the way. But but Cody looks um off. He doesn't look like he's attacking the ball that well again. Uh, he's getting beat. He's definitely getting beat up and in again. And, you know, you wonder if uh, that that hot stretch was just sort of an outlier or if that was going to be the norm. Well, apparently it's sort of an outlier uh, since his last multi-hit game, Cody, so his last 11 games, he's batting 143, uh, 536 OPS. So there's your number crunching for the day on the spot for you, just for you, Eric. It, it's an interesting time, and it's not good. So what's wrong with him? What is wrong with Cody Bellinger right now? Um, we know it's not the smoke. He's he's big on the smoke. But um, we again asked our friend Buster Olney something important and he had a thought. They should have thoughts from many people on Cody Bellinger. Um, Buster, I'm going to ask you a, a very quick, simple question that will <laughs> qualify you as a hitting coach across Major League Baseball after you answer this. What is wrong with Cody Bellinger? What do you see in his swing? 
So it's funny you asked today. I talked to some evaluators, and they think he needs to back off the plate, that he continually is getting beat with fastballs. And it's amazing if you go to fan graphs and you look at the damage he did against fastballs last year versus what he's doing this year. Um, you know, they have a, a value chart. And last year, the number was plus 30. This year, the number is minus three. And so I asked that question that you asked, and I'm not smart enough to be a hitting coach, believe me. I'm just the idiot that parrots what I'm told. And what I got back a lot of was he needs to, to do something different than try to loom over the plate and take away the inside corner that we the way that we see Anthony Rizzo, the Cubs do. You know, maybe a better solution for him is going to be what Jason Hayward did this year, which is actually to, to back away from the plate a little bit more because the guy is a phenomenal athlete. He's obviously a lot better hitter than he's showing so far. He does look really, really, really more on the plate than than he was at any point last year. Yeah, I think during his uh w- during his rookie campaign, especially more towards the end of the season into playoffs when he was really bad, that was one of the biggest things that I had seen. I was like, man, he, he it seems like he's getting closer and closer to the plate as time goes on throughout this year. And obviously, 2017 playoffs did not go his way. He got really bad. 2018, whew, I mean, 2018 was 2018, Cody. It is what it is. 2019, looked fantastic, great, MVP, all that jazz. Uh, comes into the season, didn't really notice anything during spring training. Personally, yeah. I didn't see much. I didn't notice anything. Usually I notice like mechanical changes or tweaks or things like that. Even in approaches, I notice stuff like that with hitters. Summer camp, if you remember, day one, I was like, there's something different. Very there's something different. very different with what he's doing. He's like loading his hands differently. He's not doing that thing where he faces the pitcher first and then moves back. He's doing a lot of stuff weird, and he looked way behind on fastballs, like so far behind on mm-hmm. fastballs, more so than I've ever seen. There was that whole conversation of he's changing something in his swing. Well, why is he changing something in his swing? Yeah. He won an NL MVP. Yes. Well, he feels like this needs to be a change that's made, et cetera, et cetera. Which technically is inaccurate. He's not changing his swing. His swing remains the same for the greater part. It's it's the approach and it's the setup. and. If you're not setting up right, if you're getting yourself too close to the plate, and those balls that you would be getting, now you're you're going to look more awkward swinging at them because you're trying to get to them. He doesn't have the hands like, you know, Anthony Rizzo has. He doesn't have the, that kind of ability to cover that inside of the inside of the plate. So it's one of those things. And they talk about game uh, baseball is a game of adjustments. So if he's getting beat inside, move a little bit off the plate. And so they start trying to beat you on the outside and you just kind of move in and right. out. And and his his straight up and down, you know, it doesn't afford him the opportunity to sort of move one way or the other the same way a, a somebody who has, you know, open or closed stance because either way, that way you're, he, he doesn't really have a leg kick in any way. So he can't over or uh, a pronounced leg kick. So he can't over adjust if it's away or back. So... He has that more narrow window to hit, and he's, which is why he stands on the plate. He stands on the plate. And he's getting beat exactly. So you can tell when, especially next time he plays, if he hasn't made this adjustment, because we're obviously great hitting coaches. Next time he plays, watch it. Not when he's not when he takes a hack at a fastball and misses. Don't look for that. Look for when he makes contact on a fastball mm-hmm. up and in and where the ball's going, and you can tell that he hit it off the handle. You can tell that he hit it in a bad spot. You can tell that he didn't make good contact mm-hmm. on the ball. You can tell that he's way behind. You can see the ball flight, too. Exactly. He's not covering Big time. those fastballs. He's not on them. He's not getting the barrel around on them. And when, that, when he's at his best, when he was at his best in 2019 – Barrels. He was doing a great job leading with his barrel. You look at his barrel percentage from 2019 compared to here, night and day. You, you're talking MVP numbers, MVP numbers versus high level prospect numbers. Like it, it's it's so different. He is not hitting well, and surprisingly, despite the fact that your former NL MVP is not hitting well, the Dodgers still find themselves in a very good spot, and that's. He's not hitting well all season. It's not like a, hey, up and down, up and down, up and down. He's finding those home runs. Every once in a while, he's running into one. It's happening. It's 2018 Cody again. Yeah. Despite that, you're still finding a way to win ball games. You're still finding a way to have the best records. You're still finding a way to stay on top of the Red Hot Padres. Uh, it helps that you have a former AL MVP in your lineup now. That does help. Mookie Betts is changing up a lot of things. He's mm-hmm. leading the team in war. He's doing what Mookie does. He's doing. He's leading the team is what he's doing. He is absolutely leading the team. So without that, I mean, if you start looking at, if you start thinking about it, like the guys who are not firing on all cylinders right now, if you're going into the postseason and suddenly those guys start to click, 
I mean, that's a fully operational Death Star right there. You're done. Like, there's mm-hmm. no way you're stopping that lineup. Like, forget about Murderer's Row. This is something even beyond that. Yeah, big time. Digging into the comments here, Janet uh, brings up a fantastic point that is a point of topic in my house amongst myself and Mrs. FRG. Uh, the hair for Cody. You know, if you're lo- if it's look good, feel good. Right. Last year, you know, the hair that was always on point. Kids still say that. So it was on fleek. I've never my been bad. A kid. My I don't bad. Know. The the hair was still on fleek. Uh, the beard game was strong. He you know looked good, feel good. He was moving. He had that swagger. Now the hair's disheveled. It looks like you know semi homeless stoner, which he may very well be. Semi homeless. <laughs> Semi homeless stoner. No. It, it's a thing. It's not real, but you know, I, I I don't feel right if I'm not where I don't feel right ever. I just I need help. It's a bandana. So, it's his bandana. It's a bandana. Bandano. Yeah. Uh, got people talking about Cody changing a swing, and that be pro uh, uh, is problematic. Honest opinion. Twenty one says I wouldn't do anything Hayward is doing. Which hey, <laughs> word. Shout out to Hayward on that. <laughs> Roach wants me to be the hitting coach. I'm down. I got it. I got bats over here. They can't they can't see him because I'm in the way and it sounds that that's a great part for um the podcast side. Everybody yeah. loves that. Look at the bats. Doug, our boy Doug McCain. It's your host of the DN postgame show, Doug McCain. And one of his microphones working today. Hey, what's going on, Doug? He says let Mookie manage the bullpen in the postseason. Dude, I'm down. That would really play into well what I was saying the other day. Into well. Yeah. Into well. Play well into. Play mm-hmm. into the well. Well. We got uh, from Verdell, Corey, uh, Corey Seager's made the adjustment from last year. He stopped swinging at the first pitch so often, and he looks locked in. Maybe Cody needs to work with Corey. I'm down he, for the. He hasn't stopped swinging at the pitch so he, often. A He's swinging bit. at the first pitch in the zone often, which I'm I'm cool with that. As long as it's in the zone, I'm cool with that. You can swing at the first pitch every I time. I don't like to speak ill of Corey. Don't then. Shut up. But he needs uh, he needs some work on changeups. He does need some work on changes. I'll give Bad. him that. Uh, Bigly. In the playoffs, they will definitely exploit that. See again. Cody Bellinger, 2017 backfoot slider for reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Baseball's hard, is what we're saying, kids. Stay in, stay in milk, drink school, don't do uh, don't drugs. Do life. Don't do life. Moving on in our, in our final stanza of the show here. Uh, we'll call it an anticipated series going on that we can't go to eric gets to go to the series but not us so he didn't invite us <laughs> you better post some good pics uh behind the scenes over there eric post them on instagram Ooh. anyways houston astros them cheating dirty dogs and houston astros are coming to los angeles for the first time since robbing the dodgers of a fair fight at the commissioner's piece of metal right so they're here west coast la smoky showdown and um, it sucks, man. It really does suck. Uh, it does suck because we can't boo them. We can't boo them in real life. I guess you can sort of boo them on that MLB uh, ballpark app, which is kind of pathetic. Whatever. It's what we have. I won't tell you how to be a fan. <laughs> we can't make fun of Josh Reddick's tears in person, which is sad to me, really sad, because I love him being uh, hurt and sad because he deserves it. Is Josh, Josh Reddick a pile of crap. Yeah, I wish him the worst. I truly do. <laughs> uh, but that is not stopping all of the folks from um, doing what they can to make the Padres, or not the Padres, the Astros feel bad. Uh, people are getting hyped for this series. There is um, a, a couple of fans. I think there's a few different GoFundMes on it. One was fulfilled. And we're going to have a story about that coming out either tonight or tomorrow. But some people uh, were able to successfully complete their GoFundMe, and there's going to be a plane, and there's going to be a sign, and that sign is going to say, hey, Astros, try stealing this sign. And it's going to be on a plane, and there's an asterisk in it. And that's on Sunday, so keep an eye out for that in the skies if we're able to see by then. I mean, Uh, if you want to spend your money like that, then, you know, that's cool. It's not their money. It's other people's money. Yeah, I know, but that's how other people are spending their money. We need to get him a GoFundMe for a razor. 
that's Motorola yeah, Razor yeah. flip phone. Flip phone. There are rumors of uh, a meetup type thing happening at the stadium and other spots, which uh, I'm not touching that for sure. That just seems like uh, there could be legal battles and legal ramifications. Just um, be a good person. And, and Wherever you are, just be a good person. A good smart person. You're not yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna do anything to the Padres or to the damn it, to the Astros <laughs> by being there. So whatever. They don't care about you. There's the friggin' Joe Kelly mural, which is cool. Go to that. Go to that. Everybody go to that. But not I mean But don't like not all together. Go. Yeah. In my article, because I talked to the Joe Kelly mural artist today. Good or apparently, today. Yes. That might have been yesterday. Yesterday. I don't remember. Really good dude. Joe Kelly went and saw it with him yesterday. Um I mentioned make sure that you guys wear your mask and uh, make sure that you stay, stay socially distanced because it turns out there are a lot of people that are at the mural all day long right now, especially mm-hmm. leading up to this series against the Astros. So if you're interested in going to that mural, you can either DM me for the address because I do have the address or find out on your own and Look please wear a mask and please be a good person. Those are like the two things for 2020 that I have left to say. Just be a good person and wear a mask. That's it. That's all I got left. But looking at the series, looking at Houston at L.A., Astros at Dodgers, this is a very different matchup than it was two months ago. Or not even two months ago, my God. Different matchup than it was at the end of July. Time is weird. Time's a son of a bitch. Time is really weird when you do everything and nothing all at the same time, which is basically what we do. We Brooke and I get to do nothing but are like – sort of have to operate at high-ish levels all day long. For what? I don't know. 2 a.m. war zone. That's what I operate for. <laughs> Catch me in the gulag. Catch me in gulag. How about that? Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, they're a different team. And, again, we throw to our friend Buster Olney about uh, that Astros team and what to uh, kind of look at and what to expect and what's going to be different from the first time we met up with the bad guys? Well, first off, uh, I think the Astros have been better than we thought after they started so badly. I had I had scouts of the team saying, uh, basically, that team looks like it's just ready to pack it in. Mm-hmm. You know, that you had a lot of veteran guys who maybe didn't like the scrutiny, but Dusty Baker's done a nice job of them. You know, it looks like they're going to wind up making the playoffs, in part because the American League West is terrible, and they're going to finish second. But I think, you know, that's why Dusty was brought in there. Um, you know, some of the big guys, uh, the, the guys who are part of the 17 team have not played as well. George Springer, you know, Bregman, Altuve is on the injured list, but, uh, you know, he was not hitting very well. Uh, Carlos Correa is actually playing okay. Um, but I, I, I mean, let's face it. I think as long as you have that core group from 2017 on the Astros, for the Dodgers, it's going to be like waving a, a cape in front of a bull. Uh, that they that there'll be a little extra juice for them, but and I think that's going to be the way for the rest of uh, of the you know people with, like the Yankees and and the Red Sox and other teams who may feel like you know what the Astros took something from us. So they're going to have uh, more juice. Are they going to catch more hands from you? I think they deserve it. I mean, Josh Reddick. That's it. Perpetually, on if the- you could just set up that fight, if anybody knows. I mean, I'm sure he wants to fight me by now. Probably. Probably. And whatever, Mrs. Reddick. Jet. Jet, Jet Reddick. Jet and Josh. <laughs> what losers. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> this is coming from a guy named Brooke. This is Idiots. true. <laughs> he is a dude. I, I I don't know. I don't know how looking forward to this series I am. Just because, like, we're not, we're not in a good spot. The Astros were in a really bad spot by the, the first time we met up, and... And the Dodgers were sort of uh, still finding their voice in a way. So now they're kind of on the, the other side of things as, as Katie falls on the sword and says she'll fight Jet Reddick. So we appreciate you, Katie. Be careful. For- she has three bachelor's degrees or whatever she claims to have. That's why she can really spell in her tweets. Yeah. I, pay, I paid not to Katie. go to school too, Jet. Congrats. Idiot. Moron. Whatever. I'm I'll move on. Anyways, uh, the the biggest thing we're all looking for is Dodgers fans. We want more fireworks, but you know, Friday night sh- fireworks they're canceled. Oh, there's, there's no game tonight. I mean, honestly, the fireworks are probably bad right now. They would definitely not That'd let be, them happen right now. Be a bad omen. Yeah. Sorry, we want um, uh, we want our gender reveal. 
No, wait, no, not even that no. either. What? It, stop doing that. Thank you. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. But uh, there's going to be no... Um, or there's going to be no Joe Kelly, so there's one um, huge sparkler missing, I guess, from the equation. That's the sparkler. And you don't even have Walker Bueller, the highest, the other high-intensity guy. Mm-hmm. So you got your two high-intensity guys out. Who's going to start a fight? Max. Max could potentially. <laughs> Max is an angry boy in 2020, but, and but, I like it. But for Max to start something, that would be like uh, with the rotation or with the pitcher, and there's not really any of them left. Um. Yeah. No. Verlander's. Yeah. Destroyed. Well, he could like run into somebody. Him. I guess. Remember how like Bumgarner tried to take him out yesterday when he ran to first base? <laughs> A very subtle little jab. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie says Katie scares me sometimes. So. <laughs> Join the club. Respect. Respect. But our lovable uh, legend Joe Kelly won't be there. Uh, do you think? Like, do you think anything could happen? Do you see sparks, or you see it being a ho hum series like like Doc and, and the front office want? Uh, I just, I just really feel like that from the Dodgers side of things, uh, they have too much to lose going into October. There's way I'm sure there's a conversation that's going to happen that's like you better keep your freaking heads on because if you guys get suspended before the playoffs start, I'm going to be pissed. And uh, I don't know, it just seems like a waste of time to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like 20, like I already said it before the last series started. I feel like 2020 is kind of the throwaway year. And so we shouldn't waste our time or energy on fighting the Astros this year. Um, I'm down next year. Like we can fight all day next year. It's cool. Reasonable. We got 162 games that we can get suspended for. Mm-hmm. Here's Buster only thoughts. Doubling back to this uh, Houston Dodger series here. Um, the last time the two met, obviously. Fireworks went off. Things went off. Joe Kelly sparked hundreds of memes, dozens of shirts. Great things happening. A mural here in Los Angeles. Do you expect uh, any sort of fireworks similarly uh, this weekend? If I had to bet the family farm back in Vermont, I'd say no. But uh, as we saw in the Joe Kelly situation, all it takes is the right personality on the mound in a moment. <laughs> um, so if either for either one of these teams, you know, they get a lead, and somebody looks cross-eyed at another guy, if you get the right personality in the mound, and Joe is certainly the right personality for something like that, Um, I know he's not going to play in this weekend series, but that type of guy, suddenly it gets hot and it gets competitive and and something could happen. My instinct is no. Uh, I do think that next year there will probably be more of that than there's been this year. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to being able to uh, get in the stands and and boo the players properly when they get here <laughs> this year. Yeah, we got we got the mural, we got the mural, we got the face. We have somebody flying a banner uh, over over the, the stadium during batting practice. It's going to be great, it, uh, but it's not going to be the same. Did he say he's going to look cross-eyed at them? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when he said that in the moment, I was like picturing just Max Muncy cross-eyed staring at him. And out, and, you won't fight. And Korea like, oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I would agree. I don't know if you think that anything will come out of this. I think obviously anything can happen in a moment uh, mm-hmm. if the moment is right. But I don't think it's going to be intentional, whatever happens. If something happens, it's I would put my money on the, the Astros started it. Josh Reddick started it. Jet Reddick started. <laughs> no, he's too sad right now. He said, man, I'm just so sad about losing games. You know, it's not even fun anymore. FTP. Can't even wear my championship belt. <laughs> Idiot. Championship belt in the thong. Freaking loser hitting like 120. Loser ass cuck. Anyway, anyway. Uh, that feels like about enough. What, what day is it? <laughs> it's Friday. Oh, uh, yeah. There's no baseball today. That sucks. There's no Laker game. There's no baseball. The Clippers are getting beat. So that's something to be happy about. Good job on you, boats. Screw them kids. <laughs> uh, wrap it. We wrap good? it. We're going to wrap it up. If and you guys I'll have be... anything to say, say it in the comments now or else we won't talk to you till Monday. This is true. We will be back on Monday with a tasty surprise. Um, uh, um, don't, I, don't I have that button? In your face, sucker! I can't find dun-dun-dun. I have that. Is that it? Oh, Damn. Is that a mystery? That's not really a mystery. Why is it? I'm going to talk to my attorney about this one. Just just going to say. We will be back on Monday, guys. Until that time, you can find us at the internet. We are at DodgersNation.com. Don't forget to subscribe to Blue Heaven. This is a great podcast. You want to listen to it. You want to hear it. You want to hear our beautiful voices in your, in your ears. Not our ears. Yeah. 
you want to hear us talk to big names like Buster Only and Buster Only and uh, Buster Only and Rick Radusky and Buster Only. You guys can subscribe to Blue Heaven. You can go to iTunes. You can go to Spotify. You can go to iHeartRadio. You can go to Google Play, Stitcher, Radio, Player FM, Pandora, Pandora. Everywhere you get your podcast for free. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. You'll find great stuff like us talking and us talking and Buster Only and Buster Only. You can go to youtube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. Make sure you hit that notification bell so every time we have something new, every time we got something great and juicy, it pops up. You get to hear it in your uh, ear holes. Ear holes. That guy is BrookMe3 on Twitter and Instagram. I am RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Dodgers Nation on Twitter. That is at Dodgers Nation on Instagram. We are official Dodgers Nation because official is just that much more tasty. Yum, yum. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us. Thanks for the comments. We love some of you. We lo- uh, like the rest of you, probably. We were sad without our Padres fan here from last uh, last episode, but we will see you guys on Monday. Bye. Bye. In a roaring stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.